0: Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Common Sense Uncensored. Coming out of Grand Fork's best studios and... You can also find us on Twitch, Rumble, Twitter, Facebook, and more, YouTube, Instagram, all over the place. We are available to you now under Common Sense Uncensored. And I have with me in the house today a lady that I happen to admire very much, Ms. Jody Carlson. Jody, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm going to have good. you pull that microphone okay. a little closer.
0: You almost have to marry it. Oh, boy.
1: righty. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: And, and I have to tell you, you are one of my favorite people because I have been following following you with this wonderful fight uh, through the Fufang, which has actually taken Grand Forks into nationally known news territory. And I know that it seems to a lot of people that I talk to sometimes that it's just an eastern part of the North Dakota state issue. And I beg to differ because this was a matter with this Chinese-owned company that I feel has an impact not just on all of North Dakota, but the United States as well. And the fact that you came to the forefront and kind of said, oh, hell no, not on my watch, and was willing to go through some trials and tribulations to to see that the truth got out on this topic, I have to say kudos. And I'm going to start by asking, what happened to get you started uh, about the whole foothang incident and stuff? What made you go, hmm, something here just doesn't quite seem right?
1: Well, initially I had seen some media I can't even recall if it was in the Grand Forks Herald, but it was about this Chinese facility coming to Grand Forks and uh, I am on a social media web page or website called nextdoor neighbor or nextdoor neighborhood and so I started posting stuff on there and nobody was responding nobody knew anything about it. I thought what in the world and then finally, I think it was on Facebook I came across a post where it was the uh, um, uh, Graduleskis and the Spicers, who had started a petition against this. I thought, oh my goodness, I have to get in touch with those folks. Um, and so I did. I contacted, uh, ended up contacting Michelle Spicer and Chris were my first contacts, and they were very excited and got involved with the petition, uh, 20 below, out capturing signatures uh, to put it to a vote.
0: Well, you know, I have to ask you because... For it to get to the point where you guys were, were running a petition, there had to be a little bit of uh, uncertainty, and I'm using the term yeah. little bit, because for
1: people to, to go out and... How many signatures did you guys collect? Well, I think we ended up getting pretty close to 7,000. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Although some of those, because of missing apartment numbers, whatnot, were, were thrown, thrown out. out. Yeah,
0: But, but seriously... Uh, As someone who understands what it's like to knock on doors because I ran as an independent candidate and I needed, you know, maybe a thousand, Uh, you got 6,000. Let me tell y'all busted butt. Yeah. I mean, this was a big darn deal.
1: Yeah. And that was in a very short period of time that we did that.
0: So it obviously showed that there was some concern in the community. The community had questions that they felt one way or another weren't being answered sufficiently. And I know that we all got a chance to to see the commission meetings and some of this other stuff, and it really turned, quite frankly, very quickly into a three-ring circus. And I have to ask you, uh, before the petition part of this, did you have anything that came out that raised any red flags or just the fact that there was no
1: information? Well, the city council initially they made if I may say even somewhat of a of an attempt to answer very basic questions, but as we started learning more and started asking questions, then the city council became a place that it was you may make a comment, but we will not answer any questions. And I think part of that is because they they didn't have the answers. They couldn't answer the questions. And and there were a lot of Questions. You know, it wasn't just the China issue. There were a lot of questions that the citizens had, and the people that we elected to represent us were, were not acting as they should in, in representing us.
0: Well, I, I understand, because the way I kind of got involved in this thing as well was everyone kept... The the day that the city council said to some of the people that were there, you're not from Grand Forks, you don't have a voice here. I was like, okay, wait a minute here. Because this is a big darn deal. This involves a lot more than the city of Grand Forks. Because what we're seeing is a trend, in my opinion, (laughs) of our politicians pretty much looking at people's concerns and looking at the voice of the people as a bother. And when you are asking questions, they're they're answering you in a very perfunct and uh, almost a down looking down at you. We're like, well,
1: if, if I don't know why you ask us those questions. That was my word, demeaning. Yeah, is how it felt. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and I'm I, that sets off my warning bells because if you. <sighs> As, as an individual, if I don't want to answer somebody's questions, it's usually because I have something to hide. And the best way to get around that is to try to demean someone and tell them how stupid mm-hmm. they are or whatever, so that they go, oh, I don't want to appear stupid, so I'm going to sit down and shut up and go away. And that, um, So I saw this whole trend, psychological warfare trend, p- positioning itself in front of me, and I went... Oh there is something hidden here that we mm-hmm. really need to figure out because they're circling the wagons over something that is such a simple deal. That's what they keep telling us. So if it's such a simple deal, why the all out push to make everybody sit down and shut up?
1: Well, right. And and the thing is that and we all know at this point that the city had been working on this for almost 2 years prior to the citizens even being aware of it. And as we tried to fight this project, we found that they had a lot of I's and dotted and yes. T's crossed already, which um, made it more difficult. But, uh, man, we have a great group of citizens, patriotic citizens in this community that just weren't going to give up. And we put a lot of roadblocks in place. We we asked a lot of questions. We got a lot of media involved, Um And reluctant media, because I I happened to notice
0: that the mass media tended to be parroting the talking points that were coming out of the politicians, which is another
1: for me when
0: that's when that duplicity starts happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the one thing that was very amazing and and that we all thought our little, you know, 60,000 population town of Ground Forks is on national news and they're talking about this Chinese investment and, you know, if if it weren't for the citizens speaking up to start that process and to start that media where, you know, to get the word out, to put more pressure on to the people that were making the decisions about this, that it... We might have half of a factory built by now. So
0: Well, that's what they had planned. They had planned to be able to look at you square in the face and go, oh, gosh, if you'd only gotten to us sooner. Yeah. It, it's just, you know, we really appreciate your passion. We really appreciate your voice, but it's it's just too late. And no matter what we'd love to do for you, yeah. the people now, well, <sighs> it's out of our head. I can I can just read exactly what was going on. And I was amazed because our, our senators on the federal side, no offense to anybody, but Kramer seemed oblivious at first and Hoven was all in. And when I was listening to this, i the only positive points I was seeing was, oh, but it's going to bring jobs to Grand Forks. You've got help wanted signs. All over the place in Grand Forks. We got jobs. I'm not saying we can't do with more infrastructure and everything else. But when I looked at the ROI, I used to teach and when I teach business and when I look at, at the return on the investment and I started peeling apart this onion as we started getting going here, I went, the return of investment on this bad boy sucks. And why are they telling us that we are all going to die as a city if we don't get
1: this? right and and when you look at the the tax abatements that were yes or incentives that were being offered with that um absolutely outrageous, absolutely outrageous that that we were essentially subsidizing this company to to come to our city, so um yeah, when you talk about return on investment, maybe. 50 years from now, if they were still around, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, and Amazon did that. Amazon did that to Grand Forks. Amazon came in with all these promises, built the warehouse and everything else, and as soon as the tax incentives were over, and we're gone. So it's not unheard of. And the problem is is that who's left holding the bag for that? Once again, the citizens of Grand Forks. And I'm getting real tired of funding everyone else's pie-in-the-sky dreams because... I would really like to see a politician one of these days consider that money their money and spend it like it's their money, not like it's, oh, it's the city's money. No,
1: no, 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 no. That's the citizen's money. Yes, and I absolutely agree with you. And for myself, I mean, in in my prior life, uh, before becoming retired, um, managing multimillion-dollar budgets and and— I treated that as if that were my money. Very frugal, very, you know, decision-making, financial decision-making involved a lot of thought. I just wasn't throwing money. And the way that the city has, has done that with this project, and, and also an, another area that we're, I'm continuing to look in right now, as well as a few others, is our Economic Development Corporation. And what's their success rate? I'm not seeing it. You know, And now just finding out the other day, which I didn't know, they also have a foundation that I was not familiar with, uh, which is interesting. When, when a private, ent- private nonprofit entity such as that, which is receiving over $300,000 a year from the city and then also has a foundation, what's going on there? Yeah.
0: Well, it kind of, it actually kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, that lovely, lovely fund we have in North Dakota that is for the citizens that we never get to see any money from. But by God, they certainly find all kinds of different ways that they'd like to spend that. The last one that I remember going, are you? Freaking kidding me was when they wanted to put an amusement park in Jamestown, Valley City area, and they wanted to use the uh, the legacy fund for that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to benefit us to know it. But in the meantime, please raise my property taxes again, won't you? See, this is what bothers me is we've got a bunch of politicians who have Cadillac taste on our money. And... I've never had a new car in my life because I think, first of all, again, the return on investment, the minute you pull them off the lot, they'd appreciate. But also, I can get by with less. And I'm really tired of talking to people who are trying to convince me that my money needs to go towards them having a Cadillac.
1: Yeah, actually, I think they would prefer a Rolls Royce. Well, there is yeah. that. <laughs> Although we are trying to get them, we are trying yes. to get him to buy American, right? <laughs> That's right.
0: Well, you know, this thing has been this thing has been just <sighs> so shrouded in innuendo and he said she said and everything else and i've heard i've heard a bunch of stories where the the city council members of the city council said that they'd been threatened and that their family had been threatened and i have to say first off i don't know if that's true or not but the thing i will say is every organization or every every group of people has bad players and I think that if you have to resort to threats or innuendo of threats or whatever, you're on the wrong path. And that is wrong on any level. And uh, I'm going to, to get back to more on that. I'm going to take a quick break for Southtown Poorhouse because I want to talk more about innuendo and threats and how it greatly impacted you. But first, we have to pay some bills. So, Southtown Poorhouse, where every day, is a great day at Southtown Poor House. You can stop in for your favorite drinks and, of course, happy hour. Buy one app, get one half off, and every day from 6 to 8. And don't forget about their $3 burgers on Tuesdays. And they have awesome steak specials on Thursdays from 5 to 8. Make sure to check out SouthtownPoorHouseGF.com to find out when your favorite band is playing live. And Friday, they have Sushi Roll. And Saturday, it's DJ and the Atomics. So remember, every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse, 2015 Library Circle, next to the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. And folks, they're looking to hire. If you like great music, good food, and wonderful people, check out Southtown Poorhouse. Okay, so I am going to talk to you a little bit about intimidation and harassment. Because I happened to know that there was a knock hmm. on your door, and hmm. you happened to have a Grand Forks police and someone who identified himself as being an FBI agent sit down in your living room to have a little chat with you because apparently you were threatening
1: on Facebook. Can you tell me your version of the background of that story? Well, actually, it wasn't even someone who identified themselves as an FBI agent. Cool. Um, it was... Uh, Uh, Sergeant Jennings was the police officer, and they knocked at my door, and he said, I'm Sergeant Jennings with the Ground Forks Police Department, and this is Officer Potts. So I assumed it was two Ground Forks police officers. They asked if they could come in and visit. And I have kids and grandkids, and so I I figured, uh uh-oh. Somebody's dead. What happened? Yeah. And so, of course, I, I invited them in, which I was later faulted, for that, well, you invited them in, and so let, let, me, yeah. t- let
0: me. I'm going to interrupt you for a second because <laughs> let me tell you: if two guys show up at my door like that, I'm assuming it's my husband's been in an accident. There's been a death in the family. This is a notification. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to invite them in. So, anybody that's faulting you for that, forgive me. You have got no clue as to how this yeah. process works. So, if, as somebody who's uh, been in with police. You did the right thing first
1: of all, because I would have done the same yeah and and most people say that yes, yeah. and they they came into the into the house there, and the right off the bat, they say that um that they were here regarding a Facebook post that I made, and I was just kind of dumbfounded um i'm like, what are you talking about?" and they said it was a Facebook post that I made where I made a quote from the Declaration of Independence about our duty as citizens to throw off government that is not serving us. And anyway, uh, apparently what Mr. Jennings said at the time is that he was investigating another complaint of a threat towards what the city council considered a threat. And so they were looking through the Facebook page, and he happened to come across my post and felt compelled to make me a visit to see what my intention was by making that post. Um, and I kind of laughed wow. at him at first, and I said, you know, did Mr. Sandy send you, or, you know, what do you, what what's this about? And and they remained very serious, and, and I'm sure that that was, I have no doubt in my mind that was an attempt to intimidate and make me be quiet and sit down.
0: I have I have no doubt either. I, I it, in fact the only thing they needed was jack boots and a little skull and crossbones insignia on their helmets. But uh, <laughs> this is what's so distressing to me because okay, so let's say someone who's very passionate about Fu fang and everything else, let's say they called up and left a nasty message on the mayor's answering whatever. All right, I'm not saying that's right. That's horrible, and it should be investigated by the police at that point in time. However. You posted a thing from the Declaration of Independence, and to have that require two, two policemen to come in, and to me, I'll be honest with you, they should have announced what their purpose was on the doorstep, because I would have let them in as well, expecting a family emergency. And the fact that they knew that and utilized that to bring themselves into your domain, and then the intimidation process starts. And there's nobody on the planet that would not, at least at some point, be intimidated. Now, you're kind of like me. We're little old ladies. (laughs) To which I got to say, um, you know, I'm sorry, but the fact that they sent two police officers of whatever stripe to talk to um, Nana... yeah. (laughs) <laughs> to me is rather hysterical on the on the downside yeah. because I got to tell you, you know I, I look at you and boy the the worst thing that I expect you to threaten me with is a second helping of gingerbread so I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying the, the the act of that to me is 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 mind boggling
1: yeah it, it it absolutely is and and I once once they left there. You know, at first, it, it felt like, like, oh, for stupid. And then I got to thinking, you know what? My rights have just been violated. Yes. Absolutely. And I called back. I had a lot of recorded phone calls between myself and the police department. My husband and I met with the chief of police and the assistant chief. My husband and I had two meetings with Todd Phelan, um trying to, you know, I looked into all the, the standards and the rules of the police department, and Chief Nelson did file a fraudulent report um, with the police department that states Sergeant Jennings did this of his own accord. He did this, you know, he wasn't directed to do it, which we now know is different, but that's not the report that was filed.
0: See, when when government starts colluding like this and using its power uh, uh, through intimidation and weaponizing quite frankly, weaponizing the police department in an attempt to intimidate the people. Houston, we have a problem. Yes. Because their job is to protect and to serve, not to intimidate and to silence. And those are two very different things, two
1: very different missions, and I really feel they've crossed that. Well, and think back to Kit, when when we did the petition for it to go to a vote, that that our city attorney involved detectives from well actually a detective which was the same sergeant jennings involved in in making phone calls and visits to people who had signed the petition which they might find intimidating as well Absolutely. because he's
0: did you sign this up? what caused you to sign this petition or do you know the facts about this petition yeah. do you know the people i mean that's yeah. going to be who's who's going to sit people are going to want to have the least amount of pressure in their lives. And when someone starts talking to you like that, there's a lot of people that are just going to go, oh, man, I don't need this. Uh, nope, 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 no. Nope. And then for this a city attorney to go, well, we just need to throw everything out because we, f- no, 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 no. That is not how this process works unless, unless you are being pressured to make sure that something <laughs> is
1: ramrodded through. And once again, people sit down and shut up. Yeah, and the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that our city attorney bills the city for a monthly, this, dance, is straight. this is my lawyer rate, but anything I do above and beyond that, I'm going to bill separate. So any of his work that had to do with Fufong, as well as his work on the petitions, was billed separately. So he he was he was running the cash register as all that was going on.
0: So the city is using our own money— to push it back against the people with who have all they want is answers and a voice, yes, and so literally this is just the most perfect situation you can find. You can use
1: someone else to pay for you to attack them. i can 't yeah. imagine anything more fun than that yeah it's uh, we were dumbfounded and and then to have it all thrown out and and all we asked for was a vote. That's all we wanted. See, and this
0: is why I'm telling my friends on the western part of the state, this is why this matters to you. Because this intimidation structure and this political, in my case, in my, in my view, malfeasance, is not isolated to Fufong and Grand Forks. There is stuff like this happening clear across the state. Mm-hmm. This is why Williston, when it was audited, they found 21 yeah. problems in the area and everything else. This is happening in cities and little tiny towns all over the states of North Dakota. It's happening all over the U.S., but all we can do right now, folks, is concentrate on our backyard. So let's try to see if we can figure out what the hell caused North Dakota to go completely off the rails and have our political people believe that we are only involved as far as supplying money. And after that, we can sit down and shut up. And if we don't, they're going to use our money to come after them.
1: Yeah, and I tell you, when you mentioned the western part of the state, we have some real patriots out there that have been very supportive of us throughout this whole process. Um, But, yes, happening all throughout North Dakota, we... The the people that we elected to represent us and be our voice throughout the state. When you look at, within our state legislature, when you look at you know Hoven and Kramer and and uh, Armstrong Ar- and Armstrong and, and I don't see really any of them listening to the voices of the people. No.
0: In fact, I'm constantly telling people, if you think that you've done your due diligence by voting for someone because there's an R after their name, alphabet soup don't matter no more, folks. No.
1: No. It does not. There are, I tell you, I would, I hate to tell people not to vote, but if you're not informed. Don't vote. Don't vote. If you have no idea what someone stands for, and
0: please, I I can't be more serious about this. Don't just listen to what they say. Watch them when they're in the legislature. Take a look at their voting records. Investigate the bills they're voting on and call them up and send them emails and ask them why. What is your rationale for doing this? And if you don't agree with it, tell them that and then save those emails. Please, please, please keep records. I'm so glad you told me that you recorded those phone calls because that's where you actually discovered that there was a false report
1: filed, correct? Well, be, just because I ended up re- requesting three different investigations, um, and, and through the process of those investigations, I, I actually found out through uh, news media uh, an email that they had received that said that it was... Discussed amongst uh, police administration and a determination was made to visit my home.
0: Okay, to which I'd like to say, is that something that might fall under open meeting rules? Does that need to have, you know, because supposedly we're supposed to have uh, transparency in our state with all of these things. And that to me sounds like something that I'd like to know who was at that meeting. In other words, in other words, who besides the chief of police or whatever was involved in that? Because I happen to know through you, actually, that Mr. Sandy decided that he wanted to take Lee off of KNOX because Lee wasn't following the uh, lockstep procedure of being a good boy and saying, this is great. You all got to follow through here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and he's not the only one as far as, you know, Mr. S- Mr. Sandy contacting um, Jared Thomas out at KNOX and as well as Mr. Phelan contacting the university regarding uh, things that Dexter Perkson's Uh, Dexter Perkins, who is a professor out at UND, had said. um, And then also the issue with the the Chamber of Commerce uh, as well. And that involved Mr. Sandy contacting the board of directors there. So there are people that there has been oversight and what I would consider to be threats to people's livelihood uh, who are speaking out against what the agenda of the city is.
0: So, I mean, folks, if you want to talk about threats and intimidation, uh, because I happen to know that the other side is claiming that, I would say that there seems to be plenty of threats and intimidation going going on. And the, the ones that I would find more credible, quite frankly, than some good old boy who's probably had a couple too many brewskis getting on the phone and maybe typing out a keyboard warrior thing, which is wrong should not be tolerated. But when you've got police people visiting you, when you've got people that are big nuts mm-hmm. in the city, yeah. basically trying to take your livelihood away from you via email because they don't think any of this will ever get out. Uh, Houston, once again, we have
1: a serious <laughs> problem because he sent out those emails as the president of the city council, did he not? He did. It was sent from his .gov address. And when it finally came to light, the thing that Dana Sandy said, well, that's why I sent it for my .gov address, is because I, I wanted it to be public. Well, no. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please.
0: Oh, Paul. Oh. Excuse me, but Paul, that to the please. list of lies. <laughs> oh. oh, sweetheart. You know, if I was the 20-something airhead, that might have gone over well, but I'm a 67-year-old bat, and I can look at somebody and go, oh, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's like a three-year-old trying to get out of trouble. Yeah. This guy, this, okay. I, I mean, you know, if you're going to try to fudge things, folks, at least put a little effort into them. I mean, seriously. But I'll tell you, there are some people that put a lot of effort into things, and that is executive properties. And I have to tell you, I'm, Paul is scurrying now over here. Paul, you ready to give the boys at executive properties a boost? Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties 701 330 1273. Okay, the boys at Executive Properties will help you out, but it's getting close to spring. Get out there and get your project scheduled. All right, so, you know, there's been bad actions on all sides. But the one thing that I really, really had a problem with was at the council meetings when they told people that you aren't from the city of Grand Forks, you don't have any voice here, but they promoted it as a regional facility. Yeah. And these were people from the region. You can't have things both ways, boys. Either it's a regional facility, which means it has, there's going to be a regional impact, which means people from the region should be able to come comment, or you just have it in the city, I mean, this is what really slayed me so much about this, was the the hypocrisy and the complete disregard for logic in this entire thing, and I personally think that a bunch of this, actually, if you followed the trail, and I I haven't, but I have to tell you, I believe that Mr. Bergum was fully behind pushing this plant and that he had done a lot of the groundwork underneath this and stuff and was that the boys here, Sandy and, and, and the mayor and stuff, had their marching orders that this was going through. And the reason I say that is because I see Mr. Bergum attempting to push through more corporate and foreign investment in the state by allowing those people to come in and buy land freely now. And this was actually put up for a vote last time, the anti-corporate farming law and stuff. And it 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 was 76% of the people in North Dakota said, no, we want to protect the family farm. We don't want corporate mm-hmm. farming. And now Mr. Bergham happens to be pushing, allowing them to come in through legislation so there will be a once again... Just like Fu Fang, yeah. no people 's voice. it seems to be a strategy of silencing the people
1: it, it really doesn't and and when you mention Burgum too, because I have been very active in in doing open records requests as well, and I have requested a lot of records from regarding Fu Feng from the governor's office, uh, which he failed to uh, provide that to me. And I, and I contacted, um, Haley Womstead, our, our Grand Forks States attorney here who told me to contact Drew Wrigley, our, our States attorney. (laughs) I know just wait, just wait, it gets better. It gets better. And, and so I did contact him, contact him, attempted for like 3 weeks. Finally one day my phone rings and it says Drew Wrigley. I thought, okay, here we go. Um and again, recorded. But what I was told by him is that if Governor Burgum's office says that there are no records there about Peony project, which was the code name mm-hmm. for Fufong, if that if they say there are no records, you just have to take them at their word. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry.
0: Sorry, yeah. I just, I just love the open transparency of North yeah. Dakota government. I really do. You know, well, yeah, yeah. They're supposed to. They're required by law. You see, this is the thing when you when you surround yourself with um, your people. It's amazing what you can ram down the people's throats. Yeah, and I've been seeing this happening more and more and more, and with each election. Uh, Again, the people that are voting for the R are allowing more and more of these people, his people, in to provide another layer of protection so that they can continue to push this stuff through and not take into account the feelings of the people. If you want to allow corporate and foreign investment, put it to a vote again. Yeah, It's that
1: simple. Yeah. You know, and when you think about the resources that... The city and the state have had, you know, the citizens, probably by the time that we're, if you want to ever call it, if it's ever going to be done, um, are probably going to be into this for about a quarter of a million dollars. And that's just through citizen donations for legal fees yep. uh, and for costs associated with all of that. Um We don't have unlimited resources like the city and like the state has had in order to fight the citizens. So we're having to spend all of this money in order to get people to do what they were supposed to do in the first place, is represent the voices of the people.
0: See, what people don't realize is you're paying twice. Right. Because they're using your money, your tax dollars, to fight you. Now you have to use your money again to fight them. This is why people... For years, have said you can't fight City Hall because they'll turn around and use your money against you, and so it's it's a double whammy. And quite frankly, um, I donate it; I'll admit it. But I got to tell you, it's it's a frustrating thing because you 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 talk to people and they'll actually look at you and go, "Oh, I didn't know that was going on." And I I look at them and I go. Oh, my God, that's part of the problem. Yeah. So how do you think we wake people? I mean, this, this got enough coverage that they had to listen. But this is going on all over the place. How do you think we, we, we can reach out and tap people to get them to pay attention? I know you had the Foo Fung page, and you've actually changed the name, and it's a start. What are you doing to get people more
1: involved? Well, you know, even when we started going door-to-door door with the vote oh. I can tell you. Well, I can't tell you how many times that I heard. I don't know why you're wasting your time doing this because they're going to do what they want to do anyway. Yes, that's what this city does. Um, you know, we've lost our our local television station. Essentially, lost our newspaper. Um, you know, we still have what they call the Grand Forks Herald, but it's um, a you know, day late. Yeah, yeah. There really is no media. It's a hard. G- it's G- it's a struggle to. It's a struggle. What did he there's say? A, there's a blatant, oh, that's why you, we have Grand Forks you. BS. That's why we're here. That's that's why we're here. Well, you know what? You guys and and Lee Hensrud on KNOX, um, what a godsend, uh, absolute godsend that we have had the people that we have had. And Beck News out in the western part of the state, I don't know what we would have done without all those people getting the word out.
0: Well, I find it funny because people are always talking about being woke. And um, the the thing is, is that we have have people, and I know, everybody's busy. I understand that. But pretty soon, it's going to be to the point where you're going to be busy and you're going to be wondering what the hell happened because you have nothing left. You have no rights. You have no voice. And people look at me and go, oh, you're exaggerating. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not, because I've sat and watched it. Even just it it is increasing in speed in the last three to five years. And when I watched Fufang pop up, and I saw basically the the thing that everybody's complaining about at the federal level happening, you know, I've been complaining about it happening in the North Dakota level for a while now, and now I see it happening in the city level. I'm sitting here going, "Holy crap!" Yeah, there, there's, there's, this is. This is here, people. It's not down the road. It's not happening where where we're going to be able to curl up in North Dakota and it'll just slide past us. It's here. It's ugly, and yeah. if we don't push back, I don't know what else we can do. Now you have that. You've changed the name of the Facebook page.
1: It's uh, it's it's Empower. Yeah, it it used to be Concerned Citizens, and now it's Empowered Citizens. Good because because we. We have a voice, and, and we've continued the fight. And you know what? You can fight City Hall. You can. You can. You just need enough people that are on the same page. Committed.
0: Yes. And, you know, the funny thing was when the, when the letter came in um, from the Air Force and stuff, it, I only heard it once. It was on KNOX. They had a sound bite from Dana Sandy, and he actually called the letter from the Air Force that was saying that this was a definite threat, that it needed to be considered seriously, and that there were going to be repercussions if this plant was built. He actually called the letter, and I quote, silly. That should tell you a lot of things, folks, as to how... He's telling a letter full of the generals. and the, I mean, the
1: people that know. He's calling them silly. So what do you imagine he called you, ma'am? Well, I know he called Major Jeremy Fox a yahoo or an alleged major yahoo is what he called him. Um, oh gosh, I I don't I, I don't know what I can say on this show and what I can't. <laughs> wide wide open, <laughs> well, honey. Well, wide actually, open. <laughs> I, I tell you, you know, he has called Sheila Spicer and I a couple of old retired nurses that want to be lawyers. He's called us that. He's called me uh, an Erin Brockovich, which actually That's I took a compliment. as I took that as a compliment. She was a she was a hard fighter for what she did she and was. continues to be. She's in Ohio. Um, yeah, she. God is. knows nobody else is in yeah, Ohio yeah, for the government. Yeah, she is. And um, and I can only imagine what he has said behind the scenes.
0: Well, we kind of saw some of that when the uh, Beck reporter showed up in his office. That that one Wonderful bit of accommodation that he did yes. for for a, a, a reporter that, that stopped by his office. On the campus, by the way, yes. we, we got to see that. Can, can you give me a little background yes. on that bad boy?
1: Um, well, uh, Mary Greener, who was on her way into town for some other things, and she contacted Dana Sandy to see if she could do an interview with him. You know, Beck is called Beck TV, Okay, so there's going to be probably cameras One there. Would think. You know, you would think that. Anyway, so he was very distraught that she showed up with cameras because he didn't know it was going to be recorded. But um, she started asking some tough questions that were digging into the rabbit hole of the Und Foundation, which which actually showed. Uh, more about his integrity than, than anything. And he got very angry, and he got up, he said, we're done. He pushed his chair at the table and and used a lot of uh, adult, ver- language? adult language all the way out to the parking lot. Um, she was terrified. She, actually, she called me about four hours after that, and she said, "Jody, I can't even believe this happened. Um, you know,
0: the sad part is I can't.
1: Well, I I certainly wish she would have contacted the police if, if, you know, but who knows the police, but I think she should have filed a report anyway. I, I wish that she would have, but, but I know she didn't want to go there, but there was just no, there was just no repercussion on that. There was no accountability. Here's
0: the thing, you know, um. If you ever feel like you're being sandbagged or whatever, all you have to do is say, you know, I'm uncomfortable with these proceedings. This isn't what I expected it to be. I I apologize for you taking the time out, but I'm going to be asking you to leave now. Yeah. That this does not seem to me to be the only reason that I can understand someone being that defensive is either they're mentally incompetent or they've really got something to hide and they're scrambling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I did actually send a a variety of of emails out to uh, UND Aerospace Foundation. I I sent a letter to the police. I sent a letter to Sheriff Schneider because when uh, Ryan Cunningham was on KNOX and Dana Sandy was on there with him, he made mention that he's always packing. And I thought, oh, goodness. And we got this man. We're not sure. And, and I'm a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for 38 years. I can assess mental health. Uh, That's why you I know. said it. And, and uh, I, I was very concerned about the stability of this gentleman. And he's carrying a gun around. And well, it's uh, you know, scary. I know that emotions run
0: high and everything else. But, but there's, there's a wonderful term I like to use called adulting. Yes. It's 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 a, it's an amazing <laughs> thing uh, that we don't get to see enough of these days. We don't get enough. I, I mean, we we have people running around being offended, being this, being that. But there's this awesome thing that if we all would choose to adult, that the the world runs in much smoother ways. Yeah. But what happens is when someone feels backed into a corner because they know they have no proper leg to stand on. That's when you see humans do two things. It's fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And when you have no option for flight, because someone's giving you the marching orders that this sucker's going through, you fight. And I happen to know that there was a a, a commission meeting and stuff where uh, one of the people, I think it was Mr. Veen, said, well, we're talking about this. This is." He looked at Mr. Sandy because the mayor was gone. I said, well, we're, we're obviously we're still talking about this, right? And I mean, this is still just in the. And and Mr. Sandy no. looked at him and said, "Oh no, 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 this is a done deal. It's signed up and and completed. This is going through." So obviously, if 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 that communication hasn't been that good at that level, where Mr. Veen hasn't been told that this is a signed up, why would they yeah. expect you as people to because his. His favorite phrase was, well, I've asked and answered that question, but apparently the word's not getting through, so we have a lack of communication.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? I felt kind of bad for Mr. Veen because I actually feel like he's been very bullied by our city council. You know, they he votes no on something, and they take a recess, and then he comes back, and he votes yes. That that was that was. Very odd. But I, I do believe that he was bamboozled. He wasn't involved in the first two years of this project. I know that. Um, it was the good old boys of, you know, Sandy, Bochensky, Phelan, and Gostad. And don't forget the higher-ups, Bergman Crew. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. I'm fir-
0: I'm a firm believer that this came down from the top. Yep. And I, I firmly believe that this was actually displayed to everybody on this level as it's going to be a walk in the park you don't have to worry about it this is all all the groundwork's been set all y'all are going to have to do is make sure we got the infrastructure get the people all round up about how good a deal this is going to be for them and they'll pay for it through the nose and we're going to all come out of this like just kings and queens here It's going to be a great deal i'm
1: I have no proof, but I'm just... I've been on the planet a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, There's... I hate to say, and I have no proof, but there's just no doubt in my mind that that Mr. Sandy particularly was compromised in some way.
0: Well, I, I know promises were made. Yeah. I'm sure promises were made, and I'm sure that there's a lot of disappointed people on all sides, including probably the Chinese side, yeah. because promises were assured. I've got one last... Profit margin break here at It Is For Life Vantage. And I want to ask, do you take collagen? Have you heard about the one-of-a-kind collagen? The collagen that not only replenishes your body, but helps your body create its own, using natural products, and it maintains it. To find out more about this amazing product, please contact Stephanie Kronelka and Life Vantage. For more information, check out LifeVantage.com or text 701 701- Two three zero nine three zero six, that's seven zero one two three zero nine three zero six, or email skbesthealth at gmail.com and biohack your life with Life Vantage. And if you want to, you can actually click on the link on the GrandForksBestSource.com and it'll take you directly there. Okay, so we are empowered citizens now. We are no longer concerned. We won one. We did. When we, we were told how often we couldn't. What's your next step?
1: Well, one of the things that we proposed is that maybe we could take all that rusted up um, corn mill equipment that's been stored at ICS for the last six months, and if we offered to haul it over to the scrapyard, maybe we could take that money and have a big community party. <laughs> Picnic! <laughs> Picnic! <laughs> Picnic! I don't think that's in the cards for us, but... Well, here's the thing, Here's
0: the thing. you know, we've heard about the soybean plant and, and other things, the fertilizer plant and other stuff coming through. I want people to understand, number one, this was not because we don't want Grand Forks to grow. Uh, if this had been under a different veil and maybe had been a little bit more transparent, there would have been a lot more people on board. Number two, this is not an anti-China thing. I am not for... China, trust me, but this was not. Uh, I am. I am not going to ban Chinese restaurants. I am not going to no longer go to Hu Hot for lunch. Just <laughs> some people on the radio suggested. Well, and people will go through your house and anything that's not Chinese. Like, dude, come on. Can we have a little bit of reality here? This. Uh, this was a a situation that did not need to be that became adversarial, that did not need to become that way. And it was it was something that was uncovered that we have a lot more of this going on. The, the plant was the tip of the iceberg. And I have a feeling the more we peel back this onion, not just in Grand Forks, but in Williston, in Bismarck, in Fargo, and other places, we're going to discover that this is a many-tentacled beast. And that... He, We have a real problem as people, and we
1: need to do more of this the communist chinese government is so insidious they just slide you don't even notice you know there there is that battery company that's going on in michigan and and i have been in contact with them and i've watched some of their city council meetings and the only thing and and i've watched and i've heard a lot i have never heard the word china i hear about this mega um mega or mega factory that's coming there's no mention of China and China is involved an, is involved in that particular project and people are just you know even some of the city councils are clueless to it but we continue to fight as as we've dug into this rabbit hole there's a lot of city issues with finances with decision making with ethics with with how our committees are so intertwined with husbands and wives and buddies and friends, and that just has to stop.
0: Well, and the the, the problem really is is the fact that I mean somebody could have Sunday dinner and be holding a meeting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but because they have a quorum. Yeah, and yeah. Th- th- there's their answer. Always funny to me is, well, we can't get anybody else to run. No, 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 no. Here's the thing: people don't feel like they have a chance if they run, because y'all have got money pour- being poured in. Burkham, yeah. once again, through his PAC, has supported a lot of people at various levels of, of uh, city, county, legislative branches and everything else by backing their campaigns so that the average person who's going to try to go out there and just shake hands is up against half a million bucks. Yeah, And it's, it's, it's taken the process... And quite frankly, it's bastardized it. And what we're back in, in my opinion, is we're back with our lords and ladies where we have royalty. And here's us little serfs down here, and we're supplying all the food and all the meat for their suppers, and we're, yeah. we're, we're handing those taxes over so they can live that extravagant lifestyle any way they want. And as long as we keep doing that we're fine. But the minute we go, excuse me, sir, but I'd really like my family to eat today.
1: Well, you horrible, horrible individual.
0: Have you not considered how I feel? And that's what I'm getting.
1: Yeah. And the impact of all of all these tax incentives that go out. They don't realize that robs that robs from us. That takes money from us, and and then the citizens end up paying more for that, so but this whole process, even with the annexation which which the group is continues to work on right now, um, there is a lawyer involved uh, the city should be receiving something. Uh, Good within this week regarding uh, what they call um, exclusion from the city. They don't call it de-annexation. They call it exclusion. Um, there are a couple businesses, you know, with Sangs out there and Rivards that are, you know, have some kind of tie-in. But I will say that I, I, I know there were some deals made prior to the annexation, and there is a state law out there that says deals made in order – um, that you will not protest annexation may be null and void. So I think anybody that made a deal with the city might want to have another uh, gander Look-see. at that state law. Again,
0: that's using our money against us. And, yeah. you know, when I was, was running as an independent, one of the things I said was, you know, if you're 65 years of age or older you've paid and you've lived in North Dakota over 20 years, you've paid your share of property taxes. I'd like to see all property taxes go, but could we at least grant our our elderly people on their main residence, the ability to not have to pay anymore, And somebody the other day said, well, that's just going to put more of a burden on the rest of us. And I said, not if we get rid of the TIFs, it won't. Uh, I mean, we we look at all... People are saying, well, people won't come here to build if we don't offer them tax incentives. If we get rid of property tax, period, that's a hell of an incentive right there. And we can work it
1: out. But nobody wants to look at any of that. See, I have thought that same thing. It's not right now that we need more businesses and more jobs we have that yes whether it be factory or whether it be professional medical whatever, we have jobs and so what are you going to do to bring people to the community that's what you need to look at and you need to look at what we're paying in property taxes you need to look at what is the cost of housing what do we have available for families in our community that's where that money needs to be invested right now invest in our community and as it grows Continue to invest in further economic development. See,
0: it's not rocket science. And and as somebody who who's run businesses and stuff, I just sit here and watch this good old boy network and the, the quite frankly the crap that they're spewing. That of people going, oh well, they're right. We won't get any big bec- if unless we unless we give them all these breaks. But the the thing that really bothers me is the fact that we have this this ten thousand base of und students who have no skin in the game who will go out and vote this stuff in because their professors tell them to go out and vote for the good of the community, and then they pack their bags and they leave, and the rest of us who sit here and actually have to live here are stuck with the bills. And that's perfectly fine. And I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. no. And, I mean, the, the logic that is being used to, to sell people things like this plant and other things at the point where you have to pay for this because it's the only way we'll grow and I'm going have you even thought about looking at another way
1: yeah it's I tell you I think your mind kind of thinks like mine when you when you think about what does the city actually need and and if I had the opportunity and I attempted to and and was told that we can't but as far as recalling my word person I, I I, I would have stepped forward. I would have stepped forward to run because I just see so many areas that need to be looked at. You know, I've been looking at the city financials every month and where, you know, yep. and who's got credit cards and where's money going and you know, infrastructure costs and Well,
0: I happen it, to know a real good auditor Do you?
1: <laughs> you know, I watched that one. That was really good I happen to know yeah. a real good auditor who might be, just yeah. a phone
0: call away from you. But it, it just
1: amazes me because
0: the road. Are crap. Well, we need to raise taxes. The schools aren't functioning. Well, we need to raise taxes. They've never seen a problem that they can't fix by throwing our money at it. But the problems never get fixed. The roads are still crap. The, the schools are still in disarray. But the, and what's their answer? Well, we just didn't spend enough. You know, I, I, you know. Call me call me jaded. But after a while, I kind of go to get to the point, well, what did you do with what I did give you? I'm going to start treating them like, like, a, like a child. Well, what did you do with the money I did give you? Mommy, I need more money. Well, what? Did you do? this is exactly how I feel. Yeah. I feel like I'm dealing with a bunch of freaking four-year-olds.
1: Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I think along those same lines is the two entities that need to sign off on those tax incentives are the school board and the county. Those are the only two entities that, that the city needs to get approval from. And who's crying for money? The school board and the county. Well, quit signing off on all these pilots, and maybe you'll have some money. Certainly, you can look 40 years into the future or 20 years into the future. That's like... Two generations of kids that are going to go through the school system. You know, you need money now. We need to increase our tax base. We are way down, way down the line as far as our tax base in Grand Forks. Um, you know, we've got smaller towns out in the western part of the state that have a, a greater tax base than we do,
0: and they're getting more money from the state yes. through, be, because they're being subsidized. Yeah. This, this this whole thing, what from city county to the top of the state, is off the rails. Yeah. And it needs, to be, it needs to be completely revisited and, and looked at. And, and nobody seems to want to take a look at it because it's going to uncover a lot of stuff that nobody wants to see the light of day. And so I have yeah. to tell you, I am, I am so thankful that you hung in here because there's a lot of people that when the cops are sitting in your living room would probably go, you know, I, I just don't need this. I I got up this morning feeling good and now I don't feel good and through no fault of my, I just don't need this and would have said I'm done and walked away and thank you, thank you, thank you so much for not doing that. Uh, We need people like that. We need to get the word out. Can you tell me one more time about that Facebook page because I
1: would love to see you get a lot more people on there. It's called Empowered Citizens of Ground Forks. Perfect.
0: Because I think that We've proved you can fight City Hall. It just takes a lot of us. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton had a wonderful... She said, it takes a village <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> to raise a child.
0: <laughs> well, sweeties, it takes a village to get crap done. And we're fighting an uphill battle. But I have to tell you, it is possible. We've proved it. Now, we've gotten one thing out of the way. Let's dust our britches off. Let's not say, well, that was fun and I'll go home. Let's square our chins up. And let's take a look down the the pike and say, what's our next problem that we're going to tackle? One problem at a time. Let's get together. Let's talk yeah. about it. Let's not use threats and intimidation. Let's adult. But
1: let's get this crap done.
0: What else would you like to say before we take off today? Uh,
1: you know, I, I, I tell you, the people, think about the people that you elect to represent you think about that when we look at a recall that's currently going on for mr sandy and think about that at the at the next election that will be june of 24 think about what these people have done to this city and i don't know that there's any coming back from this as long as we continue to keep those same people in office and so don't hesitate to step forward you know you'd have so much support and and uh yeah, we're, we're not anywhere near done yet. It, there's a lot of work to do. The definition
0: of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So let's start by paying more attention. Let's start by looking at who we're electing. And let's start by speaking up. Everybody, have an absolute wonderful day. Go out and check out Jody's Facebook page. Y'all stay good. God bless. Bye-bye.